Good morning, happy Thursday, or whatever day you're tuning in and listening to this. Um, happy day to you. I'm really pumped up to talk about this because we're gonna be talking about weight loss plateaus. Um, so specifically weight loss plateaus, but also strength training plateaus. Um, and my best friend Rhonda and I um, are going to talk very passionately about this. And I am going to definitely reference my notes because I wanna make sure I get everything correct. So good morning, Rhonda. Good morning. <laughs> trying to figure out why I'm so blown out. Blown out. Oh, hey, there's a kitty back there. Oh, hello, Matcha. <laughs> oh my gosh, so I was just doing a quick intro. Um, I'm really excited to talk about this because I know that it's a very relevant thing, both weight loss plateauing and also um, your fitness strength training plateaus. Um, I know for both of us, we've gone through kind of both of those. And I do just want to point out that burnout and plateaus are different. Um, and uh, a fitness burnout can be caused by two things. So that's overtraining and under recovery. And a burnout symptom is, uh, we're looking at decrease in performance, disinterest in exercise, mood changes, delayed recovery, <laughs> among other things. And that's more of the fitness burnout, you know, kind of when you hit the wall, you just don't feel motivated, which is different than what we're gonna be talking about, the actual plateauing where you stop seeing changes, you stop seeing any weight loss or anything like that. So. Absolutely, really important to point out the difference and acknowledge that there's a difference at all because I didn't know that until we started talking about doing this. So I'm really excited to learn some more. Yes, I'm so excited. Okay, so um, let's just start out with talking about weight loss plateau and really what that is. So it's a state of little change um, following a period of activity of progress. So if you look at, um, you know, if you start out a routine, the first couple months, you're like, yes, I'm losing one, two pounds a week, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden it stops. And it's usually characterized by three weeks of no progress because you want to give yourself a little leeway of like, okay, I'm bloated or this or that. So your weight might not change because of those reasons or because of um, your period or something. Um, but after three weeks, that's a good, yes, you're definitely in a plateau let's change something. Um, and I do want to point out that that typically most commonly happens at about six months of your training program or about 11 to 20 pounds of weight lost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the common time frame. So that's not, that's not to say that that's set in stone and you know, you're not plateauing if that you don't fall in those categories. Um, it's just, it's, it's common. It's typical to see it start around that time. So. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, so I want to talk about the beginning of weight loss and really what that looks like um, for clients and for people. So when you first start exercising, your body is going to use up some glycogen stores. So glycogen holds on to a lot of water in your muscles. So when you start to lose and release those glycogen stores, you're going to be losing that water weight. So initially you can potentially see a lot of weight loss and yeah that's not necessarily always all fat or all muscle. It could just be a lot of water weight coming out from those glycogen stores. Um, and let's see, also when you, let's see. Um, I do wanna point out, and I know I kinda just said this, but weight loss, when you see the scale go down, it doesn't 
differentiate between if it's fat, muscle, or water. So you don't really know. You're losing weight, yes, but what weight is it? Yeah. Right? It's a huge thing. I don't think people normally think about it that way. Mm-hmm. They just congr congratulate the weight loss, right? Oh, yes, you lost weight. But what does that mean? Am I losing muscle? Am I losing fat? Am I? And usually, it's a mixture of everything, right? Um, let's see. Yeah. I also want to say that muscle, so when you have more lean muscle, that is going to help you burn more calories because muscle is metabolically active, whereas fat is not. Right. Yeah. Um, and let's see, what else? Do, do, do. Um, so one of the reasons that uh, a plateau can happen with weight loss is because your metabolism starts to decline. And that's not necessarily meaning you did something wrong, it's just how the body reacts. You're losing weight, you're um, burning through those calorie calories, I put energy and calories together. So <laughs> you're burning through those calories and your body, in order to survive, decides to burn less calories, right? To conserve yeah. conserve some of that energy for, for your life, right? Um, and that's where your metabolism starts to go down a little bit, which when that happens, you're burning less calories. And around that time, you can see some plateauing. And that, again, is totally normal. It happens. Um, your body is just trying to maintain the energy balance and prevent starvation, which right. I do want to just touch on starvation mode. Um, which your body goes into after long-term calorie restriction, which is why it's important to take breaks from dieting, or more importantly, stop the dieting. Uh, and when I say dieting this time, it means restricting, right? It doesn't mean your habitual overall what you eat. Right. So, um, yes. What do you think? What do you think so far? What are your thoughts? Uh, I've already learned so much, and I think you're really helps pointing all these things out and learning about the I'm gonna say the process the process of your weight loss journey because yeah. you don't even maybe you didn't even realize I didn't realize I'm gonna just say I didn't realize that your body would kick in to start you know declining your metabolism like I thought right. that you would just you could just go and just keep going and that's and forever and but it's not that way right <laughs> it's really important <laughs> to learn these truths because it's scientific. It's how your body really works. And right. you're not doing something wrong. That's always something good to know, too, because you can right. beat yourself up over this. Yeah. And then, you know, reg regress, digress, reg regress back into an unhealthy lifestyle because you sure. think you're doing something wrong or it'll never work for you. When really, maybe you just don't understand what's really going on. Right. Yeah, totally. And um, I... I do want to point out too that there's so many ways that our body expends calories and when you think of calories I want you to think of it as energy it's the energy currency inside your body and right. it's not just through exercise we expend calories just by being alive and that's called your BMR so your basal metabolic rate and that's just the rate of um, or how many calories your body burns just living throughout the day um, and then you also have the thermic effect of food, which is the TEE, and that is um, the number of calories your body burns while digesting your meal, which is about 10% of the calories. And people don't think about that um, necessarily. I know I didn't for the longest time until I really dove more into um, nutrition and sports nutrition. And 
your body, especially protein, burns a lot more calories just digesting it, which is crazy to think about, right? Weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh, my body's working, you know, and it's, it's all subconscious. We don't, we don't know about it, really. We don't think about it. Um, and then there's also, you know, your TDE, which is your total daily energy expenditure, and that's how, much, how many calories you burn when you factor in your exercise, um, you know, how much you're doing that. And I go a lot more in depth with these numbers in my 90 day program, which is 90 strong. Um, and we really dive into that and how to calculate that for you specifically, because it's different for everyone and for everyone's activity level. Heck yeah, and where yes. can people find <laughs> um, HerculaneaFit.com. You can go there into uh, products and it's right there along with all of my other programs and cookbooks. So it's definitely available. And then um, we do talk about stuff like this in my Facebook group, Wellness and Weight. So you can also go there and become a member of that group. It's an awesome place where people can find inspiration, information and community and support yes. and accountability. All those things are all there. So yes, thank you for asking Rhonda. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see, what else with weight loss plateaus? Um, I don't want to go too in-depth and get too scientific-y, science-y, um, because yeah. I don't want to overwhelm, and it's one of the things is, for me, as a coach, is keep it simple, because people can follow simple. It gets really overwhelming really quickly when you start talking, you know, very sciencey. So I don't want to do that. I just want to kind of scratch the surface, give you guys an idea of what a weight loss plateau, where it's, where it could be coming from, um, the base, the basics, and then what to do. So I want to kind of tag team with Rhonda here on our what to do list. Um, yes. So I'll let you um, tackle that first bullet point there. So the first thing that you can do is increase your physical activity. Yes. And we talk about this all the time, but the first thing that comes to mind is if you don't normally go for a walk, go for a walk. Yes. <laughs> That's a very easy way to implement more physical activity, and it's relaxing and stress. Totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And um, see, so the second point, so I love that, increase your activity for sure. Um, it kind of comes back to the the old calories in versus calories out, which which is it's true, you know, you have to be consuming less than you're burning, right? Um, right. But again, I don't wanna go too far into that because there's a lot of gray area around that um, old mentality. Um, yeah. But essentially, keep it simple, that's what you're looking to do. Um, so my second bullet point here is to reevaluate your calorie intake. So that really means you either need to increase your calories or decrease your calories. So you need to look at overall, what am I doing? How much am I ex expending? Do I need to make adjustments? Because you might be eating so little, you might have restricted and pulled back so much versus your activity level that your body starts going into that starvation mode and you just don't have enough to continue to efficiently run your body to where it feels safe losing yeah. the weight because there is something called a set point weight it's a weight where your body just wants to stay there it'll do things to keep you there because that's where it feels the best so my set point is right around 140 145 i always stay right in there that's where my body just it likes to be and if i try to go under that um, which i have for different reasons. Um, it is extremely hard. It is so hard to get below that because my body's like, hell no. <laughs> yeah. 
this is where we this is where we want to be. Um, it's a real thing. So if you're interested in that, give it a Google and just see. Yeah, give it a Google. I love that. <laughs> give it and a I Google. Think I, wanna, I think that's the perfect segue into um, a total side note that I didn't think about until we started the live. Of mm-hmm. course, I love when that happens. Yes. Um, some impromptu thoughts that have come up. You Organic. Know, yes. <laughs> when you think about how people sell their seven-day shred program or mm-hmm. get ready for a photo shoot program, things like that, that's exactly what reminds me about that because it, it takes extra hard work to get below your set point. Right. And, um, and there's a reason that those are temporary programs. Right. You know? Exactly. You, can, you have to work really hard or not maybe, maybe not work really hard, but change the way that you're doing things sure. to get to a certain point for the photo shoot and then right. there's no way you maintain that right like, for example uh, competition sure yeah <laughs> totally and then just just to kind of piggyback on that um a lot of that when it gets to the very end if, if you compare it to competition that last week a lot of it is pulling out all your water weight all of it yeah. sucking it out of your body with diuretics and all types of shit that's not necessarily healthy um, and you can go more natural or you could go completely fucking not natural <laughs> um, but you know like I said it's just it's it's a lot of it's a lot of water weight it's not maintainable just like you said um, and right. I love that because I don't think people realize when they purchase those types of programs that are really quick like shred this you know it's it's mostly water weight and you're gonna gain it, gain it back it's not maintainable or sustainable at all yeah, so exactly Yes. Okay. Um, Go ahead with um, that third bullet point. Let's hear. Yes. So accountability, you know, checking your habits. What are you really doing? Do you Mm -hmm. have, um, you know, a brownie every night? (laughs) Yeah. That you're not tracking or, you know, if if you are food tracking. Yeah. It goes right over your head, but into your stomach. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or licking the spoon or eating, finishing off your kid's chicken nuggets, stuff like that. I feel like unless you've ever really sat down and tracked all of your calories or journaled it, you don't realize how much you're snacking throughout the day. And a lot of times if you just pull that back or how much coffee creamer, coffee creamer is a huge one that I see with my clients is they just like, I'm like, well, how much creamer are you using in your coffee? And you have, you have what, three cups of coffee or two or whatever. And how much do you put in each time? And they tell me, and then I'm like, okay, let's look at the label. And they don't realize, oh my God, I'm literally eating 50 grams of sugar with my coffee and then I go and have a muffin that's you know so exactly such a good point like secret they're like secret uh calories almost because you don't you're not thinking about that really yeah they're like like secret sabotagers (laughs) yes that's what I was sugar secret sabotage exactly like uh salad dressing is Mm. another good example yeah totally totally yeah that's fantastic so yeah are you eating more or less than you think maybe you're eating a little less than you realize and and your goals aren't actually you know um lined up with what your intake is right which is another good point if you're under eating um you know that's something too that i i have people i have friends even that severely under eat and um you know it's something that i have to help like i like to help them with um because that's not great either um, okay, so this next bullet point, um, progression and continuity of workouts. So a lot of times we see plateaus, and this is going to kind of tie into when we see strength training plateauing. Um, a lot of times it's because people 
don't strategically set up their workout plan to be in a progressive overload. So what your body does when you exercise is it adapts to the stress you put on it. So initially it's like, oh, this is really hard. You know, I'm doing these pushups, this is really hard. Then the next week, okay, we're gonna make this a little bit easier for ourselves. We're gonna develop that strength. The next week, easier. So, and then if you keep doing the same thing, your body is gonna stop adapting to it because there's no more stress to put on it. So you want a progressive overload where you're doing the same workout. So that's the continuity, right? You're continuing the same, let's say you're doing a six week training program, you wanna be doing those same exercises so that you can really track your progress and you can see, okay, I'm gaining strength, it's time to make this exercise harder. So you can see it as you go and your body adapts to that new stress. And then once you finish your six weeks, then it's time to, okay, let's switch up the exercises, same body parts, different exercises, let's add stress in different ways. Um, and then that really helps to see the increase in strength um, and be able to track and scale your workouts so that our bodies adapt. Yeah, and that's totally doable too. I used to be in the mindset that there was only like bicep curls or your biceps. Okay, it sounds so naive, but this is how I used to think. And I'm right. just being real, and I bet there's someone out there who was the same as me. <laughs> and, um, you know, like only the leg press can really work your legs or right. leg squats. You know, those are the only two interchangeable ones in my head a long time right. ago. Then I got a personal trainer who was a total badass who showed me <laughs> so many variations of all kinds of different exercises for different body parts. And it made it really fun to switch it up. And I knew then that like the possibilities are dang near endless, you know? Mm -hmm. And really just always showing things on your Tuesday uh, helpful hints mm -hmm. or two minute Tuesday. Um, yes, the hints, training tips. Not, tips, thank you. <laughs> words i haven't finished my second cup of coffee yet <laughs> but um you know it's showing those variations and modifications and yeah. making it fun and switching it up so it's totally doable guys yeah, you can totally you can switch it up <laughs> yes for sure all right next bullet point i'll let you take it it's add simple but packs a punch yes add more protein and this could be probably a whole bunch of different ways hopefully holistically whole foods what am i trying to say depending yeah. on how you get your protein right yeah <laughs> what place. sources but good lean proteins right adding yeah. that in and we need the protein for uh, muscle building we need it for muscle retention we need it for recovery we need it for so many reasons so a lot of times i see people um one of the things I request as a personal trainer is to give me a food journal um, and I require just three days but which is in my mind not enough um, but I ask for a weekend day and then two weekdays and I like to see what people are eating and most of the time one of the biggest things is people are three things either overeating not eating enough or not getting enough protein for what they want to accomplish um, so big one right there Yes. Oh, okay. Man, I had to add and I completely forgot. Let me know. Oh, when happens. Okay. <laughs> Let me know up. if you remember. Okay. <laughs> Next bullet point um, on what to do for weight loss plateau. So add HIT. High intensity interval training if you're not already doing it. And here's why. You're going to get EPOC, which is excess. Wait. Excess post. How, how am I messing this up right now? <laughs> Um, excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. 
Yes. So, okay, what that means, your EPOC, you're looking at excess oxygen consumption post-workout, right? So when you have your high-intensity um, interval training days, you, you're going to be burning more calories, but what EPOC is, is for 24 hours post-exercise, your oxygen consumption is up. So you're going to be burning more calories for about 24 hours after your workout, um, which is okay. really, really awesome. Um, and I always yeah. heard how, how HIT did that, how you burn calories after doing HIT, and I was like, well, that sounds magical, and it's so nice to hear someone finally explain Yes, why it's that EPOC, is. so excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. Oh, I remembered what I was going to say about protein. You can look up, you can totally give it a Google, of how much protein you should be taking a day, yeah. like how many grams of protein. That's all. Right, which totally varies <laughs> based off um, your if you're male, female, your activity level. Yeah. Um, that's another thing I go into in my 90 Strong program is we calculate all those. I teach you how to do it for yourself and yes. your activity level so that as it changes or your lifestyle changes, you can go back and redo your calculations to see what you should be doing for the goals that yeah. you're currently looking because at. Because you're going to be changing. You can't just keep it the same all the time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. That next bullet point. You got it. So this is like a given one. This is all over mindset to move also your one of your other programs is increasing your water intake yes um and oh yeah i love this a lot of times we mistake thirst for hunger yes and we reach for something uh like a solid snack or something instead of reaching for a glass of water and when right. i might have done that trick or probably most of the time would have done the trick <laughs> yeah totally and that's that's a huge thing i'm so glad we're talking about that because it's it's so true a lot of times we do mistake um, our thirst for hunger and um, a lot of times people aren't drinking enough water and I do want to point out like you may think you are um, and then you know you start exercising and you're not increasing your water intake well you're gonna be burning through that water when you exercise through sweat comes out through your oxygen your um, exhales and stuff so um, urine all that stuff your water intake needs to go up to maintain that good balance uh, we just need more when we're exercising, and especially during hot months, which we're about to head into. Yes. Absolutely. Summer prep questions. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and then, so our very first bullet point that Rhonda said was increase your physical activity. And this next one, one of the ways we can do that is to just move more outside the gym. So a lot of people, what I see is they, oh yeah, I exercise, I go to the gym. Well, what do you do the rest of the day? Oh, I go to work. Well, what do you do at work? I just sit at my desk then what? Well, I go home. Then what? Well, after I have dinner, I sit on the couch and watch a movie. I'm like, okay, so the only time you actually move your body is during a 30 or an hour long workout. And then the rest of the day you sit and then you go to sleep and you're just laying there. So increase activity more outside the gym. And that's super easy to do just by parking yeah. further away at the store, taking the stairs, getting up and going for a walk after lunch or dinner with your family doing a little yoga before bed. I mean, there's tons of ways to do it. It doesn't have to be extreme, but it just needs to be a little bit more and that will help too. And when you're working at a desk on the computer, it's really important. I would suggest setting a timer of some sort, um, not only to get up and move and stretch your and move your body just mm -hmm. like in a very simple way, but you could throw in yeah. like 15 squats right then and there yeah. or do some you know yoga stretches, which start engaging parts that need to be waking up yes. <laughs> just sitting 
long. Totally. I love that. And that kind of like segues right into that next bullet point, which I'll let you, let you yes. take. De-stress. Yes. <laughs> One of the most important things we can do for ourselves. Prolonged exposure to cortisol can lead to waking and halt weight loss progress completely. Like, yes. It's, it's so important to realize that the more you stress about anything, the worse doing for your body did that make sense <laughs> yes um so there's some things you can do incorporating yoga breathing exercises you can journal uh, practice mm-hmm. meditation there's so right. many things out there literally you can google de-stress and um tons of videos will pop up and mm-hmm. methods of de-stressing to pop, will pop up to help you out with that yeah. and simply just taking a five minute break from whatever you're doing can help you yeah Totally. And I mean, historically, stress has really helped us survive. If you think about um, back in, you know, saber tooth tiger ages, if you saw a saber tooth tiger, your body would go into flight or um, fight, and then you would be flooded with adrenaline and cortisol to basically power up those muscles to run from danger. And the problem nowadays is, you know, a lot of us are just living in that constant state uh, with our body and over time that can cause so many different health problems and illness and even injury and then also like we've been talking about really halt any progress because our body just has so much stress and it's not able to exalt it um, that you know we see that plateau so exactly yep Um, bad in many different ways (laughs) and then the last bullet point to hit on is something that you've been doing a lot recently Yes. And I'd love to hear more about that. Yes. So um, we're going to talk about intermittent fasting. It's definitely not for everyone, but it is something that I personally do, and I feel like it really helps me. Um, so intermittent fasting is basically just where you have a eating window. So whatever that works for you. So typically for me, it's about 9:30 in the morning to about 5:30 at night. That's when I um, have my meals. Um, and then for the rest of the day, the rest of the night, um, I'm fasting. And then I do my workouts in a fasted state in the morning um, because when you work out when you're fasted, so that's anywhere after 12 hours of not eating, your body's burned through the insulin and um, you can basically access some, some stored resistant fat during your workout. So instead of... Um, I know we talk about this and I'll try to just spit it out really quick because uh, (laughs) um, your body's first source of energy is going to be carbohydrates. So a lot of times you have, oh, let me eat my oatmeal and I'm going to go work out. And you have all this great quick energy because those carbs go right into your bloodstream and boom, you know, you got all this energy. It's great. However, your body's burning through those carbs. It's not going to burn through fat because your body has access to the carbs. So in the fasted state, you've burned through all those carbs. You don't have any quick access carbs, so your body has no choice but to go into the stored fat for energy for your workouts. Um, Now, like I said, it's not for everyone, um, but it is something that it's worked for me. It helped me initially when I was trying to lose a lot of um, just stubborn belly fat. Um, And I like to do it now, and sometimes I'll even do a, a 
22-hour or full-day fast just for the cellular resets that you get. There's a lot of benefits there, um, but that's something, again, don't want to go too far into that. The most common um, intermittent fasting, there's different schedules you can look at, and ideally you just pick whatever is good for you, but it's a lot of 12 to 8. So 12 p.m. to 8 p.m., that's your window, that's where you eat. And generally when people start doing IF, intermittent fasting, they start to just eat less. And that can help account for your weight loss too. Um, yes. So it's just something you can try or not try, but it does, it does help with plateauing. So there's a lot of um, different things you can do. Um, that was the last one for weight loss plateaus. And now we're gonna talk a little bit about strength training plateaus. So it's gonna be different than actual weight loss. It's gonna be more of, hey, I'm no longer seeing progress. Um, I'm not getting stronger or whatever it is. Um, and I kind of already touched on it, but um, basically the cause is lack of strategic program modification and nutrition modification, which we talked about um, in the weight loss plateau. So a lot of times with people's workout programs, they don't strategically plan how they're going to do a progressive overload. Um, they just kind of go in there willy nilly and, and, and do stuff and there's no way to really progress that, right? There's no plan. Um, so some of the things we can do, let's see, we've got just five easy bullet points here and we'll just tag team it again. Um, so I'll let you go first, Rhonda. All right. So increase your training intensity and that might seem a little obvious, but you know, there's proper ways to do that. And I think I want to point out really quickly that if you're starting brand new to the fitness world or your uh, your own fitness um, lifestyle, don't overdo it first thing. Yes. <laughs> we don't want to get hurt. <laughs> I just wanted right. to point that out really quick because um, you could go in and feel really good the first day because you're fresh body and all, all this stuff. Excited, but, um, yeah. Properly, you know, been warming up or exercising recently uh, or at all, you, you might <laughs> injure yourself. <laughs> Right. So I just want to say that. Yeah. But yeah, so increasing your intensity is definitely going to help you out there. Yeah, with totally. Your plateau. Yes, for sure. For sure. So find your baseline and then you build your plan from there. Um, the next thing is varying your exercises. So I know I talked about um, that continuity of your program, but a lot of times when you see no results anymore, when you're plateauing with your strength, specifically, if that's what you're trying to do, change up your exercises for whatever muscle group you're working. So for instance, if your chest workouts consist of pretty much bench press, do something different. Do push-ups, do resistance band push-ups, do TRX push-ups, find a different way to work your um, chest with the same motion, right? Same muscle, same motion, just a different way to do it. There's tons of different ways to do every exercise. I know Rhonda pointed this out and a lot of people get so stuck on, you know, bicep curls for biceps, bicep curls for biceps. I've been there, um, but the cool thing is our muscles work together. So you can hit your biceps really, really good on back day just by switching your grip. You're going to get more bicep activation. So you can just, yeah, my, right? <laughs> and that's the value of a, of a personal trainer or a fitness coach is they know those things and they progress you on your own. You don't even have to think about it. Um, and that's, yeah. A lot of times beginner people or people who think they're not a beginner anymore uh, go 
going to the gym and you have tunnel vision, just like you said, oh, well, there's the dumbbells, that's all I can do for this, or here's the machines and this is the only thing that they can do, you know, things right. like that, that tunnel vision can really get in your way, um, yes. even though it feels like you're focused, you know, you, if you broaden your horizon, you're, it's going to help you out so much, and Elena introduced me to the ski machine, the thing that you pull oh, yes. down. Oh my gosh, and I had never seen that machine before, and because I had the tunnel vision, and now I love it, it's one of my favorite exercises at machines, just because yes. I was enlightened by my personal <laughs> trainer. <laughs> I love that. And I do want to point out also, the people at the gym, the staff, if you don't have a personal trainer, you can't afford one right now, or whatever the case is, uh, don't be too shy to ask the personnel that work at the front desk at your gym, yeah. or whatever, because mm-hmm. they are have been trained and how each, um, all the equipment is used and they can help you out. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Therefore. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, okay. So let's see. We talked about varying your exercises. Um, I'll let you take the next one. Oh, yes. All right. Yes. Change the order of exercises. Yes. And you know why? It's, it's going to fatigue your muscles in a different way when you change the exercise order totally easy to do or even just as simple as instead of counting your reps like let's say you always do 10 reps i mean you can switch up your reps there but you can also just do a timer and that way you're not thinking about the reps you just do your time you do your time absolutely easy peasy change yes i love it um all right next one get more sleep so powerful. Um, this can help oh, recharge, yeah. refresh, recover your body and mind. Sleep is paramount. It is vital for for life, first of all, everything. but especially for, for everything. <laughs> um, but also for recovery when you're training. A lot of times when you hit that overreaching, overtraining, um, one of the things you can do is just improve your sleep and your body's going to recover better. So you've heard people say like, uh, you know, muscles are made in the gym but what is what is that saying where but they uh, rec- yeah no I know they grow saying. in your sleep oh what is it I can't remember but <laughs> <laughs> abs are made in the kitchen and some no I don't know I'll have to find it and then I'll post it in my story or something but it it, it references like yeah you can work out your muscles at the gym but where they really like grow is in your sleep um, with your right. you know, proper yes. nutrition good sleep that's where all that recovery happens in your body and um, yeah. super important. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you touch on this a lot in your your overreaching podcast series that you did. I think it was yes. three part series. Yes, I did a three part series. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that was yeah, on so overreaching, overtraining, um, and then my yeah. personal experience with that and how I overcame overtraining syndrome, which I used to think was a joke, and I laughed right. and balked at it um, until it happened to me and took me out so and this was recent too guys this was recent yep it was recent and it was the second time that I or no I'm sorry third time that I went into overtraining syndrome and it was so bad that it it was just really bad so it's an interesting podcast series to listen to you can definitely check it out Um, and then the last bullet point over here on strength training plateaus I'm gonna let Rhonda hit yes focus on and improve your nutrition and we talk about nutrition all the time on here missed any of our things go back and listen give them a listen and this could be anything from we i mean we mentioned it kind of throughout here you know changing your lifestyle Mm -hmm. instead of the diet the diet thing crash diets and everything like that so yep super important note yes so important so improving your nutrition and that 
you know, we, we talked about it just now today, like if that's increasing or decreasing your calories based off your, your goal, what's going on, um, but then also improving it in the sense that you're putting good things into your body because your body is going to yeah. respond differently to, let's say, 200 calories worth of um, fruits and vegetables versus 200 calories of Snickers bar. Yep, exactly. I know, right? They're, well, they're the same calories, but are they the same nutrient density? No, it's going to affect your body, your body chemistry, your physiology, totally different. So super important. But Absolutely. anyway, that's it. We went a little bit longer today, but I think um, it was yeah. important to do so, to get all the... Absolutely all the um, content yes that was such a good topic I'm really glad that you uh, thought that one up it's oh, really good it answered a lot of questions for me so good I, I Yay. that's awesome awesome <laughs> cool all right um, let's see I think I think that's it now that we got everything um, and if you're just tuning in now you can always rewatch this it'll be posted on my IGTV and also well, this will be thrown up on my podcast um, Herculina Fit so you can check that out on Spotify or Apple podcast um, it's out there and that's about it do you have anything else Rhonda I don't think so I'm just um, I'm excited to hear if you guys have anything yet that you want us to talk about or if you have a yes. personal story about your weight loss plateau or what worked for you if any of the things that we covered today worked for you we'd love to hear about that Ooh, it looks yes, like let's hear it. the quote <gasps> Awesome. We were. Oh, it's in my message. Dang it. I can't check it. <laughs> okay. I will. <laughs> Thank you. Phil gets fit. Oh my gosh. I will check my messages when I get out of here because I don't think you can do that while you're on a live. But yeah, I will. I will check it and then I'm going to post it on my story and uh, I'll tag you there. Um, Phil gets fit. Thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you so much for All tuning right. in. <laughs> and oh next thursday is my husband's birthday so we'll be camping so we're not going to do a live next week well i won't be here for the live i will yes i will be here and i already do have the topic okay. so i will just awesome. i'll give you guys a little teaser um it's going to be about how our culture rewards yeah. people with food and Good. how Good. that we don't have to earn our food our body deserves food so i'm going to talk about that and how I it's kind it. of been ingrained in our mind since we were yes. little kids. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yes. Good. So excited. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Yes, so thank much. you. You guys have a great day. And we'll, um, I will see you next week. And Rhonda will be back in a couple weeks from now. So. Yep. All right. See you guys later. All right. See ya. <laughs>